You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. All right, welcome back everybody to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. We are going to do a short and sweet segment on the month of ER. Tonight, tomorrow, and Shabbos will be Rosh Chodesh, the first of the, the beginning of the month of ER. So during the month of Nisan, there's a special mitzvah to make a blessing on a fruit tree. So if you haven't done so, find a fruit tree and say a very, very special blessing. You can find it inside your sitter. I will just repeat it here. It's the blessing of Baruch atah Hashem elokeinu melech haolam shalochisar baolamo klum uvarabo Brios tovos v'ilanos tovos lehanos bahem bnei adam. This beautiful blessing is translated as follows. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, for nothing is lacking in his universe, and he created in it good creatures and good trees to cause mankind pleasure with them. God wants us to enjoy this world, and therefore he gave us these beautiful, incredible gifts known as trees and fruits and beautiful sights, and we thank Hashem. So if you get an opportunity, before we talk about the month of ER, before Friday night is already the month of ER, so we still have the last day and a half that we can fulfill this special mitzvah of reciting this blessing on a fruit tree. Go run out, find a fruit tree, and recite this blessing, and feel that closeness, feel that love from the Almighty. So what is this month of ER? This month of Iyar is the second month in the Jewish calendar and the eighth month since Rosh Hashanah. In the Gregorian calendar, it usually falls out in the months of April and May. The name Iyar, the Torah doesn't call it Iyar. The Torah actually calls it the second month, just as Nisan is the first month. But in the prophets, it was given the name Ziv. Ziv means the month of radiance. And we see twice in Kings chapter 6 where this month is referred to as the month of Ziv. Er also means or, which means light, which means to glow. It's a time of radiance. So Ziv and or are both, are both there. Now the Akkadian equivalent of Er is Ayaru, which means flowers. We know this is a great time of year where flowers are are blooming and it's so beautiful it's a great time for us to really feel the radiance of hashem we'll see that the names we know today the talmud tells us were adopted during the first babylonian exile in the babylonian calendar it names this month as ara aru which means the month of blossoming the midrash explains that it was named for the manna, which began to fall during this month, the month of Iyar. A month after the Jews left Egypt is when the manna started to descend. And the manna was given with divine radiance. So we see that this is an unbelievable month to have great light brought into our lives, a month of great opportunity that comes into the world. The month of Iyar has 29 days, and the zodiac sign for it is the ox, the bull, the Taurus, or Shor in Hebrew. 
In Jewish mystical thought, the bull symbolizes the animal soul. The animal soul, like a bull, is unruly, but can be productive if harnessed properly. Our Hasidic masters teach that the negative tendencies of our animal soul stem from our desires. Without a harness, these desirous forces can lean towards self-gratification, but with a yoke, the animal soul can be abundantly productive. Our mission in this month is to tame the bull within. Each night after we count the Omer, we say many little prayers, but in one of them, we ask God to rectify the small part of our animal soul with the hope that by the time Shavuos comes around, the holiday of Shavuot, by the time it comes around, we'll be a bit more ready to receive God's word. So it's an amazing time. It's an amazing time for us to elevate and prepare ourselves for becoming a vessel to receive the Torah. Now, ER is also a month of healing. The Hasidic masters tell us that the acronym for the month of ER is Ani Hashem Rofecha, the Aleph, the Yud Yud, which is Hashem's name, and the Resh, which is Rofecha. And that's how you spell the, the month of ER, Aleph, Yud, Yud, Resh. But... We know that's not the way everyone spells it. Some people spell it with one yud, and some people spell it with two yuds. We'll see that in a minute. The Jewish name is a miniature playbook for the entirety of the Jews' divine service. Nisan, the first month, is all about the birth and renewal. We just went out of Egypt. In a spiritual sense, we are now ready to now fulfill God's commandments with feeling. ER represents the return to to the ordinary. Our first day back at work after vacation is now, the month of year. We just had a month off, a month break, the month of Nisan, where the Jewish people left their, left their bondage. They left, they had the miracles of the splitting of the sea. Now they're ready to get to work. At this point, it becomes difficult to infuse our Torah learning and mitzvahs during like this newness to have a fresh, novel approach to our Torah. This is why we say that all the sickness that God gave us gave the Egyptians, he will not put upon us. God will heal us, meaning this is a time for us to break out of things that are mundane, have a freshness. Just like the flowers are blooming, our desire to connect to the Almighty should be fresh. It should be blooming as well. Now, ER, like we mentioned, has two spellings. It is spelled with one yud or with two yuds. An interesting discussion in the laws of divorce surrounding the spelling of the month of ER. So if a divorce is done during this month of ER, how do you spell? It's very, in, in a divorce document, in a get, it's very, very important that every single word be spelled accurately. Every name is spelled accurately, but also the name of the month needs to be spelled accurately. How do you spell the month of ER? It's a big question. So there are different opinions. One says that if one was getting divorced, they should give their wife two divorce documents, one with the two yuds spelling and one with the one yud spelling. There are others that say, you know what? Don't give your wife a, a get during this month. Give it in Nissan or give it in Sivan. But in ER, because of this difficulty of knowing which document to give, which spelling to spell the month of ER, 
It shouldn't be done. I want to share with you just an interesting, beautiful story. There was a wedding that happened, and Rav Palm, the great rabbi who lived in Brooklyn, New York, was at the wedding, officiating the wedding, and there was a mistake in the ketubah. And under the chuppah, they noticed this mistake. So they had to take a new ketubah, and as a rabbi who officiates weddings at times, uh, I always have many extra copies of ketubahs just in case if there's a mistake. Something like this happens, you have to pull out the backup ketubah and fill it out. And the father was so upset. They spent so much money on a beautiful artistic ketubah. And here they gave the ketubah and I was like, oh, there's a mistake. We got to give the correct one now. We got to fix it. And this was a simpler one, one that wasn't so artistic and beautiful. Father was really upset. So Rav Palm told him, he says, look, I know you might be upset. But it could very well be that in heaven it was predestined that this man, your son, was going to have to give two ketubahs in his life. And Hashem had mercy on you. And instead of making him have to get married and divorced and then married to another woman and give a second ketubah, he made it all to the same person. So while you think it's such a tragedy, it might not be such a tragedy. I will tell you that I also gave my wife two ketubahs because we gave the ketubah under the chuppah and then, because we're, where we got married, which is a hall in Muncie, New York, everyone knows it as Muncie, but it's actually in the in different city called Spring Valley. Everyone knows it as Muncie. So it was written in the first ketubah as Muncie. And someone came over to the rabbi after, he says, I think that's a mistake because actually it's Spring Valley. So right before we walked into the Yichud room, into the, into the room, just the two of us alone, they had to write another ketubah and have the witnesses sign it again. And I had to do the, the giving of the ketubah in front of the witnesses a second time uh, before. And my wife always looks at that ketubah. She's like, oh, it's such an ugly ketubah. <laughs> She's, the first one was beautiful, but uh, thank God. Our aspiration every day is that the relationship be the most beautiful thing in the world and forget about what's the, the ketubah. We should never, ever have to look at it again. So additionally, our sages tell us, oh, practically, by the way, we do spell ER with two yuds. Additionally, our sages tell us that this month has the power to recall our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Rachel. Because Abraham is Aleph, Yitzchak is Yud, Yaakov is Yud, and Rachel is Resh, and that's the letters of this month of Rachel, and it has a tremendous power for us to bring their spirit into our lives, to be, I like to use the word that I made up, holify ourselves, make ourselves holy, make ourselves holy with the infusion of their spirit in our lives. So some of the interest, some of the events that happened this month, in the month of ER, first is it's the only month, very interestingly, that has a mitzvah that goes throughout the entire month of Sfirasa Omer, counting the Omer. Nisan is only half the month. Sivan, which is the holiday of Shavuot, we count till Shavuot, is only a few days of the month. But the month of Er, all 29 days of the month of Er, we have this mitzvah of counting the Omer. 
So that's a, it's a beautiful opportunity. We have a, a month filled with a mitzvah. The second is that on the 14th day of ER, which is exactly 30 days after Seder night, we have something called Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni is a special, we're going to talk about it more, we're going to do a special short and sweet about Pesach Sheni and Lagba Omer, of course, but Pesach Sheni was giving people the opportunity, either those who were ritually impure or those who were too far to travel to Jerusalem to bring the offering, the Paschal offering on Pesach, it gave them a second opportunity to do so. And we see here also where God gives us another opportunity. God gives us another opportunity. This is a big theme in Judaism. God wants us close. He wants us close. More than what God wants to punish, God wants us close. He doesn't want to punish us, ever. So if someone was in a state of ritual impurity, God gives you another opportunity. Someone was too far to be in Jerusalem, God gives you another opportunity. Also, on the 18th day of ER, four days later, we have the death of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Before his death, and again, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was a first century Talmudic sage. He requested that the anniversary of his passing be celebrated instead of mourned. Why? Because our sages teach us that every day, which is why people have yard site, people celebrate a yard site, every day on the day of the passing, the soul gets elevated another level in the heavens. So Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai said, My death should be celebrated. Because this was a time, this is a time that his soul is being elevated to higher levels. Now we know that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, we're going to talk about this again. We'll do another short and sweet about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and Lagba Omer and why it's such a special day that we celebrate. But Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was the author of the Zohar. And all of the Kabbalistic teachings that we have today are revealed to us through the teachings of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. A very, very special day. So he died on the 18th of Iyar on 160 CE, and that day called Lagba Omer, which was the 33rd day of the Omer, which is Lag Lamid Gimel, the 33rd day, and that's the day we celebrate. Lagba Omer also marks a day where the plague that afflicted the students of Rabbi Akiva ended on that day. So that's also a time of great celebration. The Talmud states that they died because they failed to have proper respect for one another. And we know we've had such a focus. We continue to have such a focus between the days of Pesach and the holiday of Shavuot in our personal character, becoming more refined and trying to elevate ourselves, become a better person during these days because it's such sensitive days. We're preparing ourselves to become a vessel that will receive the Torah. We can't do that with imperfect character traits. And because it's such a delicate time, if the students had a slight little imperfection in their character for one another, and again, these are the students of Rabbi Akiva, all 24,000 of them perished during this time. Now, we also have another interesting set of days in the month of Iyar, and that is Bahab. Bahab is Bez, Hey Bez, which is Monday, Thursday, Monday. The first Monday, Thursday, and Monday after the first Shabbos, after Rosh Chodesh, so it's going to be this coming Monday, because Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh, so it'll be Monday, Thursday, and Monday. It's a time after the holiday where people would do a special form of fasting and adding special prayers 
to their ordinary prayers to ask for repentance. Because what happens when the family gets together during the holiday, everyone's sitting and they're eating and they're drinking, and they could, God forbid, say things that are inappropriate. They can act in ways that are inappropriate, and this was an opportunity for them to repent for anything that they may have mistaken during that period of time. So that's another opportunity of refreshing during these Monday, Thursday, and Monday observances. Then we have some Israeli days of note. So just this past Tuesday, the 27th of Nisan, we celebrated, not celebrated, but we commemorated the Holocaust as Yom HaShoah, a very important day for us to never, ever forget and to teach it to our children and to our grandchildren. I sat with my son on Monday night and we cried together. We really, we shed tears together. We went through, I showed him the pictures of when I went to Poland and I went to Auschwitz and I went to Birkenau and I went to Tarnow. You know, you know it, let me just tell you a little bit about Tarnow. Tarnow is a, it was a little city. It's not a, nothing, nothing very, not a very impressive city. It's a little teeny city. These murderers from Germany came and they gathered up the 800 children that were in the town and murdered them all. They took them to the forest. They said they're coming, going to, to play together. And they had a little pit there and they shot them and murdered them all. 800 pure, innocent children. Yom HaShoah is a day we should never forget. And we should talk to our children. And we should remember this. Because if we forget, history has a tendency to repeat itself. Heaven forbid. Never, ever forget. And on the 4th of ER is Yom HaZikaron, a, day of, a memorial day for our fallen heroes of the IDF. But I think it's a time to also celebrate the IDF. And when I was in Israel... I went to a to a a pizza shop, and the pizza shop had a sign. Sponsor a pizza for a soldier, and it was such a special thing. When you went to pay, they said, "Do you want to sponsor a slice of pizza for a soldier?" And I said, "Sure." I said, "There's a soldier right behind me. I'll sponsor whatever they have." And and it it was really so beautiful that everyone was doing that. I sort of noticed I wasn't the only one, but everyone was doing that. We have to take not only those who die, but let's celebrate the living too. You know, the great Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach was once talking about how people are ready to invest millions and millions and millions of dollars into museums. What's the museum? Museum is about something of the past. It's about what's about investing in the future. What's about investing into those who are living today, our children, our grandchildren? Let's invest in them. So I think it's important, Yom HaZikaron, to remember those who are fallen heroes, but also to celebrate our living heroes. And when we see a soldier, go over to them and shake their hand and thank them. Thank them for their service. It's a time to stop and acknowledge and appreciate. And then we have on the 5th of ER, we celebrate Yom Ma'ot, and we're now going to be celebrating the 75th birthday of our modern-day Israel. It's not our, the first time it's our homeland. This was our promised homeland for thousands of years to Abraham at first, and then to Isaac, and then to Jacob, and then to our, our tribes, the tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes, and then to Moses, 
and to his children, and finally we entered into the land of Israel with Joshua. So it's not only today, 1948, our land of Israel, but this is our promised land. It's a time for us to celebrate and to recognize the gift that Hashem has given us. And then on the 28th of Iyar, we have the celebration of Yom Yerushalayim, which is the day where we celebrate Jerusalem. It's a very, very special day. By the way, in Jerusalem, all the buses are free on Yom Yerushalayim. So it's a great time. You can get on and off every bus. All the buses are free on Yom Yerushalayim in Yerushalayim. Hashem should bless us all that we should merit to be in our rebuilt Jerusalem speedily in our days. Amen. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcast.com.